Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with you again this morning and looking out the window. Beautiful day, beautiful day here in Florida. Hotter than a son of a gun. I don't know what's going on here. It rains all June and hotter than a son of a gun here in uh, the month of August. But we've got a very special guest I'm going to introduce in a minute. But before then, I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Uh, Maserati and Alpha. Uh, they're doing a wonderful job out there. If you need a new car, run out and see my friend Randy Dye. And a special shout-out to my real bud, Daniel Dye. He's uh, racing in the Craftsman Series Truck Series for uh, NASCAR this year. And I think we're heading up to, where are we going? We're going up to the Milwaukee Mile in about a week. So please tune in and help us and support the Race to Stop Suicide. So anyway, i got a very, very special guest with us today. You will not believe this story, folks. I'm not kidding you. Do not change the channel. You know, we're going to have a break in about 14 minutes. Listen to this. i got with me Mr. Bill Brown, World Aquatics Master Champion. Mr. Bill Brown. Bill, welcome to the show. Well, it's nice to be here. It is so cool for, to have you <laughs> jump by here. Now, before we started, you were telling me a little, little bit of your background, and I'm just amazed. Take us from uh, grade school forward. Oh, my gosh. I went to... Uh Seventh grade at Lady Lords, eighth grade St. Brendan's, and I did the whole high school at Father Lopez, graduated in 1972, and uh, then worked a couple of years construction, didn't want to go to school right away. I was promised a diving scholarship at a uh, junior college down in South Florida, Fort Pierce. And they were building the pool, building everything. So it was going to be the first real year of competition sports. And I have to tell you, I don't know where they're getting the money, but uh, they got a scholarship for everything. Tennis, swimming, diving. And I can't tell you how many swimmers. Uh, there's so many. Not only that, they bought a motel, old Florida-style motel, drive in, make a little U around the pool and come back out and those were our dorms it was really cool it was called molnar village uh i don't know who the molnar was but uh we enjoyed it we're the first ones got our pick of the uh of the dorm that we wanted it was all one floor there were bunk beds so two three people in each uh efficiency you might say studio and uh, uh we didn't care. It was beautiful down there, fun. And since I didn't go to school for two years, I was worried that I wouldn't make it. I'd flunk out and ended up being on the student government. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I did really good in school. So, you know, when I think of Father Lopez and some of these places, I don't really see the the swimming and the diving part of it. Did they have diving here locally? How did you get involved in that? Well, fortunately for me, uh, they had the YMCA in Derbyshire, had a beautiful pool. And we had just moved over there. Uh, I was going to be my first year, Father Lopez. And uh, I was running off the three-meter board doing flips. You know, nothing. Just kind of having fun. It was hot. And the swim team happened to be underneath me swimming and practicing. And the teacher, or I would say she was a guidance counselor, and her husband taught history. Uh, her name was Tremont, and she comes up to me and asks me about myself, and uh, are you a diver? I said, come on, look at me. I'm not a diver. I'm just having fun. Well, 
you go to Father Lopez? Yes. Um, we need a diver. Would you consider joining the swim team? And at first I said, do I have to wear those little swimming suits? <laughs> she goes, yeah, but it's not a big deal. I said, well, you know, I'll consider it. And, you know, she's a guidance counselor. She knows how to talk to people. She, she was good. So I joined the team, and no matter what, last place gets a point. And every point helps to win. So um, after my first year, I really liked it. I was no good. I, I was trying my best. Um, my grandmother paid for me a week at a um, Fort Lauderdale Pool Hall of Fame where they had diving camps. And I was at a diving camp with Phil Boggs, who eventually won a gold medal at the Olympics. And they were instructors from my style, which was very beginner, to uh, college divers on scholarship. And I had such a good time. Uh, I didn't have a coach during the year. Tried to remember as much as I could and applied it every year. Went to camp every year. Finally, on my third year, they asked me to coach. So I dove and I coached. It was even better because coaching, I didn't have to pay for it. And I could stay longer. So I learned more. Senior year, I did very well. And that's where I got my scholarship. But it was a local, uh, my friend who was on the wrestling team, as well as myself. Um, we had a good relationship for four years. His dad was a doctor. He eventually became a doctor, uh, George Erringer. His f- uncle was uh, teaching at the Indian River Community College. And he goes, we're giving out scholarships. You're pretty good. You want a scholarship? And I couldn't believe it. I, of course. Sure. And eventually turned into, I went down there. The head coach watched me practice at their pool and gave me a scholarship. Oh, my gosh. This is great. You know, it beats construction. All I got to do is study. And if you do good, you don't have to go back to work. <laughs> I was on the GI Bill. My father was 100% disabled before he passed away my junior year. And we were all eligible for the GI Bill. So I got a scholarship. I got paid a couple hundred dollars a month to go to school. It was the best. Great. Oh, lived a charm life. So talk to me a little bit about the, 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 the coaching and learning how to dive. I mean... You know, you go out to the edge of the board, you look down, and you want, boy, that water looks like quite a ways down there. How do you get started? I'll tell you, I never hurt worse than a landing flat on a one meter. One meter's uh, 36 inches, 39 inches. And, oh, that hurts so bad. And I've busted over the years. Eventually, um, after my college, you know, instructing and diving and everything, I... My mind's jumping, you know, because my whole life has been diving. I eventually went and uh, coached at Indian River after I graduated from Chicago State University. Went back down there and dove, well, coached for a couple of years. Worked in the crime lab doing how-to videos with uh, real Clint Eastwood cowboys down there. It, it was interesting. One time teaching uh, how to put handcuffs on somebody. 
and searching for a gun, right? And these guys had guns all over themselves, on their ankles, on their hips, and their back. And, oh, it was, it was funny. They all tried to outwit you. But anyway, besides that, one of my old coaches asked me if I wanted to dive in Vienna for the summer. And I said, uh, Vienna, Vienna, Kentucky? No, 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 Vienna, Austria, Austria. Where is that? Um, it's in Europe. Well, I've never been there. It sounds like fun. Yeah, we do five shows a day, 20 minutes each. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I said, well, I never did that. I said, okay, let's do it. Because they, they were missing one diver. That's all they needed. It was a team of six, five every day. So uh, he goes, hey, we pay for your flight, pay for your place to stay, and we'll give you $350. Wait a minute. You're going to pay me to dive? I already know how to dive. You're going to give me money? Oh, this, yes, this is so much fun. Let's go. And I have to tell you, never stopped. So you go to Vienna. Now, was this just normal diving or was this uh Springboard diving, just three a, meter. Really? Well, it was a little more than that. It was a 20-minute show. But he said, all you have to do is three meter. Some funny dives, clown dives, which divers are cut-ups anyway. So I had a couple of dives to make people laugh. You wear a costume. Uh, you wear a costume to come out, do Olympic dives. You wear a costume when you come out. They had a feature comedy. This guy cracked me up every show. I didn't know this stuff existed. We're in a safari park uh, where you can drive through and look at the animals live in person. Um, I should tell you later about the time I rode a rhinoceros. That was fun. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I had so much fun. And then in the winter, there was no work. So in the winter, I either coached or did construction or do whatever. And uh, after a year, my old boss, they had to contract at SeaWorld. So they asked me if I wanted to work at SeaWorld. Two shows a day. Make $350 a week. Two shows a day. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I live there. Let's go. So I worked at SeaWorld. It ended up being over 25 years off and on for my ex-boss and then for my company, which I started in 1991. But that's getting a little ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I dove every summer in every major city in Europe. Uh, I got stories on everyone. I worked the Oktoberfest in 1982 for three weeks, and it's basically a beer festival they eat a lot of chicken and french fries uh they got the girls with the 10 beers carrying them to your table you know what i mean right. so uh yeah that was interesting and fun and and i spent a lot of time over there so how do you dive off of even a three meter after you've had one of those great big steins of beer well, luckily for me, I don't drink <laughs> too much. I have a beer. I, I think I had two beers last year. But uh, if it's really hot like this, yeah. I don't mind a beer. Yeah. Oh, it tastes so good. Yeah. But if I was to drink two, oh, yeah. it tastes so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Too much, too much. <laughs> I can never get used to it. Jeez. But, uh, yeah. Um, 
The Oktoberfest was fun. I did drink a little bit more than I should have in a couple days. And uh, we lived in these little RVs, big enough for two people, one on each side. And they're like little places only to sleep because we're all running around Munich looking at the sights, having a good time. Not only did we work, we get to enjoy the place and, you know, enjoy it like a local. Right. It was amazing. So where did you go from there? Oh, my gosh. Worked Germany, worked Spain, oh, a place called Benidorm. And uh, that was interesting because they would come to the water park where we were. And the girls were topless from Europe. And they're sitting there in the stands topless. I'm like, what? What's going on here? And it was like nothing. People in Europe, they it's interesting over there. A little bit freer than uh, over here, but I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay, who who brought the telephone? Okay, uh, after Germany, then Spain, and I worked in Vienna a couple times. Vienna is beautiful. Went to the opera. There's a place called the Kottnerstrasse, which is a long road where St. Stephen's Cathedral, built in 1271, Still has bullet holes from the war. It's amazing, the history over there. I worked in Belgium. We have a portable pool that we take everywhere. Scaffolding, diving boards. Everything sets up, takes a few days. In Belgium, uh, I didn't know this at the time, but the park is called Bellawardi. We're digging to put the pool in the ground. We dig down eight feet. And it's always raining over there, sprinkling. It was mucky. It was nasty. So you had a backhoe. It's digging to get 24 feet and 8 feet deep. And he goes down with the backhoe. Huh, what is that? Get down there and see what's going on down there. There was a bullet as big as me, and I'm 6 feet. Looked just like a bullet. It was a bomb during World War II or something that didn't blow up. And then I come to find out. Later, you know, weeks later, after we're doing shows and everything, that that is, it's got the most bullets per square meter or mile or whatever than anywhere in the world because they fought right there between, you know, themselves and different people invading for hundreds of years. I don't know. It was pretty crazy, but a beautiful place. (laughs) Gosh, I can't believe it. We, we, folks, we're up against a break right now. Please stay with us. Come back. We're going to talk to Bill. He's going to share some really cool stories. I'll right back with you. See this? It's a generator for your home. Never needs gas, no moving parts, and it's quiet as a church mills. Hurricane or power outage headed our way? No worries now. It's a solar generator for your home that works day and night and pays for itself through energy savings and tax credit. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. We're your Tesla certified Powerwall installer, and the future is here. Give us a call today for all the details. 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hello, folks. Bill Gallagher. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. If you missed the first part, you have to go to our podcast 
Uh, please listen to it. It's really cool. We're going to get some real, really neat stuff now with Mr. Bill Brown, the World Aquatic Master Champion himself is with us today. Bill, thank you once again for joining us here in studio. Nice to be here. We, we got to hear now some of the really, really cool stuff because uh, I'm going to start with one thing. This whole thing about diving off Acapulco, I don't get that. Tell me about that. I've been there six, seven times, and it's interesting that you would say that. Um, while I was in Japan last week at the uh, World Masters Swimming and Diving Championships, I was asked by one of the divers, uh, they're having uh, some kind of a competition in December, and they want me to come down because a lot of people know me down there. They called me, you know, towards the end of my diving career. I was still going to Acapulco. I've been there seven times. I did the old ABC Wide World of Sports and did other various competitions. And uh, they called me the Legend of the Cliffs. Wow. Yeah, that was quite funny. Um, But uh, that's about 85 feet, and it's in kind of a gorge. So when the wave comes in, it lifts up a little bit. So it could be as low as 8 feet and as high as 12 feet. So uh, a lot of the older people will remember Wild World Sports saying that we have to time it just perfectly so when the wave comes in, we have enough room to hit the water and not hit the ground. Okay? And at eight feet, the ground comes up pretty quick. So the the local Mexican clavadistas, they help us out, and they tell us in practice, okay, see that wave right there? Wait for it to come here. When it comes here, you got to go. And the Mexican divers, they go in head first. They're not classical divers. We'll say 90% of them. And they've been doing it since they were kids. And they do the Acapulco swan dive, right? And I don't know. To me, that kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> but they've been doing it so long, they're used to it, I guess. So, um, so yeah, we competed against them. At one point in my career, we competed against uh, Germans, uh, Japanese and, you know, everybody, every group um, that used to do diving shows where the good ones were invited to come down to Acapulco. So I did good. I think the best I did was third, um, maybe 10 years ago or so. But uh, in 1982, I took second in the World Invitational High Diving Championships, kind of like the Red Bull is now. But we were in the beginning. Our ladder was one foot by one foot with a perch that was one foot by one foot. My toes are hanging off the edge. So when you're diving, you're just standing there and you do a dive. And if you don't watch out, you can hit the wires holding the ladder up. You can hit the ladder that's a foot in front of you going backwards. You lift your feet up to do a hard dive. So your diving was limited to, you know, some standard dives. And some people did interesting dives. I did a double with two and a half twists, backwards double with one and a half twists, stuff like that. Yeah, from 100 feet. From 100 feet. 100 feet. So what do you think about when you leave the quote-unquote perch? Are you thinking about, I made a big mistake, or what are you thinking about? (laughs) Well, by that time, well, I have to tell you, the first year, they said, all you got to do is three meter. That's it. It ended up my first weekend we had kind of a contest. Okay, so we, we can move the perches 
So we started like 30 feet, regular Olympic style, 33 feet. And then the latter sections are 10 feet. So you raise the perch 10 feet and be above the wire. So then you do a dive of some sort, gainer, a uh, reverse somersault. Oh, that was easy. Okay, let's do 10 more feet. That was kind of fun. You go 10 more feet. Now you're at 50 feet. Now you're at 60 feet. Now you're at 70 feet. Well, I'm almost hitting my head on the perch on the top. That's not so bad. And then you get on the top. It's a whole nother visual. (laughs) You got nothing above you. You got everything looks so small. The pool looks like you're going to miss it. And, uh, but you do it because you know you did the other ones. And for my first summer, my back hurt so bad. Pow, pow, pow. Trying not to hit the bottom. I keep hitting the bottom, land like a frog. It was 12 feet, 10 feet, but I got used to it. Now, back to Acapulco. It's 85 feet, wait for the wave. And I did pretty good. And long story short, it was a lot of fun. Acapulco was great. It was this hot. In December, beautiful. Oh my gosh. You know, probably the second most uh, asked question about Acapulco is how Elvis Presley could dive in and come out with his hair combed. Remember that? I, I don't, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I don't it was kind of cool. It was, it was cool. But uh, they had a good stand-in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Was so, it look, no, no. Was that, <laughs> no, that was before my time. Like Elvis, that's why I asked. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm shaking it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into some other crazy stuff. You do some crazy stuff now. Well, the, the normal person, when they get up three feet over the water, they're looking for uh, the, the the rope to hold on to. How do you, how do, you do that? 80 feet. What's the highest you ever dive? Is that 80? Uh, 140 feet out of a helicopter. feet. Holy in night. southern Chile, a place called, um, I just had it in my head, uh, Pucon. Pucon, Chile. I had to take a flight. Santiago, big flight. Then I got on a little plane. There was a few of us, three of us. Went down, um, I don't know how far, a couple hours. And then we got on a bus and went even further down. We were diving in a volcano that was extinct from, let's say, 50 yards offshore. It was 800 feet deep. Needless to say, the helicopter that we're diving out of didn't get there till the day before we're doing kind of an x games and uh when i dove out of the helicopter my friend who dove first was yelling at me from below i couldn't hear him i'm trying to guess how far uh i asked the pilot uh how far are we are we 100 feet and he shrugged his shoulders like i don't know (laughs) so i said okay he went he's fine I, I went out, did a double somersault, or a double twisting somersault. I got lost because uh, my wetsuit string was hitting me in the eye as I was twisting. It kind of took my mind off. I landed flat on my back like a turtle, ripped my, ba- my short wetsuit right off my body. I swam to shore. I was out of breath for about a minute. Uh, the next day, I went white water rafting on level five. <laughs> well, you are a, uh, you're not a risk taker because you, you don't believe that there is risk in that, but you are a bit uh, calculated. 
Remember the old movie show, Danger Is My Business? That was an old TV show. That's what it reminds me of. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot of, a lot of gumps to do that. For you sure. got me there. So what about, let's talk about uh, setting yourself on fire now. Is that, was that by accident or is that for real? It's for real. They were doing it in the show. And I said, man, I really like to learn that. I wanted to learn every aspect because the comedian was getting all the laughs. I want to do that. Um, and the fire dive opened the show. I want to do that. So the guys got together. They taught me how to do it. After a while, I was doing it. And it's funny because nobody really wants to do it because you got to put on a cape and the gas, if it gets on you, it burns worse than being on fire. <laughs> so, you know, being on fire, it's, it's, it's okay. You get used to it because it's calculated. And if you do it a certain way, you'll never get burned. Uh, if the wind's not whipping and bringing it back in your face, you're good. But you have to cover up. You're completely blind. So you better know the water's in front of you. Don't be... Don't be a, a show-off and start turning around, and you'll be fine. And uh, so I did that for a long time. I got so good at it, in 1998, I was asked to do a fire dive by KISS to open uh, for their new album, Psycho Circus. They, they had some people from the circus field, like guys on motorcycles, on cables, way up in the air, uh, sway poles, the motorcycles inside the globe. And they asked me to start the show. So I went up on a 55-foot platform, lit myself on fire, and dove into an airbag below. There was a lot of testing and a lot of practice, but I got it down. 65,000 people screaming and yelling oh at Dodger Stadium. Dodger filled Stadium. the place. Oh, my goodness. And it was on Halloween, October 31st. I believe it was 98. And, uh, yeah, it, it was great because I opened the show. I got cleaned up. The show started. They allowed me to video. You know, they were so nice, the performers. So I videoed from my perch the whole show. Got it on digital. It's beautiful. Oh. God. And I didn't like Kiss that much. Okay. <laughs> I liked a couple of songs. But it was really good. Oh, my God. That amazing. Is, how many people can say they did one-third of what you did? It's amazing. What's the most? What's the most? Uh, I haven't even started yet. I know. You're, we're going to have you in again. What was the most, uh, quote-unquote, dangerous thing you did? What was the thing that really got your attention? Diving into airbags. Yeah. My, from that, I got requests to do fairs. So I must have done 400 fire dives from 50 feet into a 8 by 10 posted stamp airbag that I had a friend of mine build, and it was 6 feet high. Gee, that was scary. Small, that's a small spot to hit from it 50 was. feet. So I only did it on special requests after that on a bigger airbag. and Yeah, now I'm too old. I, I don't know if too I old. can still do the fire dives. I get requests, but I do them in the pools, Olympic pools for you know, charity events oh, or whatever. Geez. So yeah. you just came back from Japan, right? Yeah. Talk, talk about that. Two weeks in Japan, uh, in case everybody's wondering, every five years is an age group uh, that can participate in the Masters. Every sport probably has a Masters. Uh, ours goes up to a 90 to 100, okay? And believe me, eight years ago, there was a 92-year-old guy diving off 10 meters. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Inspirational. So I am 69 on Sunday. 
So I was in the 65 to 69 group. And out of everybody in the world who's still diving, there were only six of us left. And I managed to eke out uh, gold on one meter, gold on three meter, and a third place on the tower, which goes up to 30 feet. I don't think that's eking out. I think that is getting the grand slam right there. That's amazing. Congratulations. Well, and thank you. Happy birthday. Coming oh. up. My gosh. What, what are you going to do for the next? What's your next uh, adventure? Uh, I don't know. I have a piece of cake and I get to watch TV and nobody bother me. You know, <laughs> watch a little golf. Oh, I am playing golf on my birthday. So that'd be fun. That is, that is good. Yeah. Man, we're almost out of time, Bill. You have led a tremendous life, man. If anybody had one-tenth of the stuff you did, they'd, they'd, they'd be fulfilled. Well, let's say, uh, you know, when I was in school, Mrs. Leorza, my Spanish teacher, my older brother did really good in her class. So she expected me to do as well. And I'm like, Ms. Leorza, I'm never going anywhere. I don't need to learn Spanish. I'm going to try my best, though. She was so sweet. And I did. I did very well. And then I ended up speaking some German, Spanish. Uh, Portuguese went to Brazil did a show. I mean, Jeez, this is amazing. I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I could throw some things at you. <laughs> well, Bill, we are definitely going to have you back because we just scratched the surface of all the amazing <laughs> things you did. Thank you so much for coming in, man. We appreciate you. It was a pleasure. And just stay healthy, man. You're in great shape. I'm trying. Well, folks, uh, we're going to have to sign off for now. Please, if you didn't catch the whole show, go back and check it out on our podcast. So Bill's an amazing guy, and he represents the United States the way it should be. People stand up and they cheer, don't they, Bill? Oh, yeah. Right. It was the best. It's the best. Okay, folks, going to sign off for now. Please support the Race to Stop Suicide, and we will check in with you next week. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit.